Welcome to CEO Interviews, a productive gore call in which we take the time to speak with small cap CEOs to see what's going on at their companies. And this guy isn't just any CEO, he's Sheldon Inwintosh, founder, chairman, CEO of 3D Capital, trades on the CSC and the stock symbol IDK for our friends in the US under IDKFF. Normally, I wouldn't do a real introduction past that because everybody knows who Sheldon is, but here's what's happening. A lot of new blood coming into this company because we got all the millennials, all the new investors who are coming to the markets. They're discovering IDK that today made another 52-week high, closed at 78 cents, another milestone. So here's what you need to know about Sheldon because we don't want to take it for granted and you deserve to know. He's a legendary financier uh, in, the, in the small cap space. At his peak during the last cycle, he had financed hundreds of private and public startup companies. The, the fair value of those investments had reached about $800 million. The firm he commanded uh, had a market cap north of a billion dollars. There was a billion dollar exit, uh, another billion dollar exit, a couple of $500 million exit. The man knows what he's doing. Now with 3D Capital, he's providing investors with exposure to ground floor opportunities in small cap stocks in the very early stages, private disruptive technologies, companies that most of us can't invest in or don't even know they exist. So it's almost as if 3D Capital is acting like the ETF uh, for small disruptive technologies. Sheldon, welcome to the show. Great to be here, George. Great to have you, man. Congratulations on another 52-week high. Thank you. Um, Look, let's start off with that question. IDK continues to make new 52-week highs. What is it that the market is finally starting to realize about 3D Capital? Well, first thing, I think we're in a bull market generally, and uh, I won't say rising tide drives all ships, but um, I believe that we're right in the sectors that count in today's world. And I think what people are starting to realize is that uh, they might know an investment or two or three, certainly through our tweeting out of uh, press releases and so forth, what interests us. But realizing that we have over 45 investments, almost, well, we're going to be announcing over 45 investments, but we're about 42 or 43 right now, uh, split uh, approximately evenly between disruptive technology companies and junior mining and precious metals, um, which really are all in uh, secular bull markets. And as well, these companies are really breakthrough technology. So I think there's, a, uh, there's sort of a seeping a realization that uh, there's a lot more here than meets the eye. And and despite the fact you're at a 52 week high and we don't speak about, you know, whatever people do at home, make their own investment decisions, that's their own. But uh, your market cap is around $25 million. So fair to say, Sheldon, that you've got bigger things planned for 3D company, for 3D capital in the next 12, 24 months. I really like where we're positioned today. Um, I feel that we have a platform that can really rival what I certainly did at Pine Tree. And I think that the potential as we continue to aggressively make new investments, so we're not sitting idle, we're, we're taking advantage of opportunities that are coming our way. Our deal flow is, is, is phenomenal. And when I say that is it's the quality of the companies that really um, uh, corporations, you know, or young cor- comp- companies, emerging uh, companies really want our involvement. And so for that reason, we are being shown really best of breed, uh, you know, opportunities. And have you noticed a shift? It's like another level up 
you know, it sounds like the gear ships are going higher and the quality of companies that are out there. You're talking about disruptive companies that are real. They got real businesses. They got real revenue. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's a really exciting time if you can find those companies at the beginning stages like 3D Capital does. You know what? It's, it's uh, sort of great to be alive uh, in, in this business today. Uh, it used to be that, well, maybe the Dow went up, gold fell. So you'd, you'd have big caps and then you'd have no caps that weren't doing anything. And then now you have a market where you have uh, precious metals rising, big market, big cap stocks rising. Goldman Sachs was at $14 today. And yet, you know, you have all these companies in the EV space, the electric vehicle space. You have um, all these companies, even the oil and gas industry is, has started to come to life. So really, uh, it, there are so many opportunities. Uh, I wish we had more capital because the opportunities that we see out there, I want, nothing's guaranteed, but high probability of success. And so we're just happy we're positioned with the companies that we are positioned with and tremendous uh, management teams. Well, let's talk about some of those because your Midas touch uh, seems to been in overdrive lately, Sheldon. Uh, incredible news and incredible gains in, in the companies that you that you, we publicly know that have been disclosed for that 3D capitalist positions. And let's talk about three of them. There's, there's Peak FinTech, there's Loop Insights, and maybe HPQ Silicon. You know, you found all of these at very early stages. Give us your, you know, one minute summaries on how you see Peak moving forward, then we'll move on to the other ones, but how, how you see their future unveiling. Well, Peak put out a phenomenal press release today, really. Um, and I have to give so much credit, uh, credit sorry, to Johnson Joseph. Um, what he's accomplished this year uh, in a very difficult market being China um, and the quality of his team and the deals and wins that they are getting are, are really spectacular. And I believe that the potential of this company is could be, you know, you hate to use the words, uh, you know, Alipay or Alibaba uh, or JD.com or any of these massive companies out of China, but they all really created their market cap in a very short period of time. And I believe that Peak easily could, could meet, uh, I won't say exceed because it sounds promotional, but I certainly believe that uh, the platform that they have uh, into the Chinese market for micro lending is, has, has no peer. It has the ingredients and, and it's already, it's already cranking. Uh, how, how, you know, and there's an example uh, if I have to talk to people at home for a second, which is Sheldon found peak very, very, very early on aggressively invested in it, took a position as an advisor. And now everyone, everyone's a peak you know, expert at the end of the day, but you were there when nobody else was looking. Um, big credit to you, but that's what you do, right? Well, it was pretty quiet when we got involved. We saw that the company was really making progress. We were following it. And we could not understand why there was very little market following or sort of laissez-faire towards what we believe was what opportunity do you have for a small cap market to sell into China? They're all big cap companies never, and with, with a native Chinese, you know, Chinese nationals running it. Um, this is a Chinese company for all intents and purposes, although it's it's not Chinese corporation. It's outside of of China, but they have been able to get the trust of all these big parties in China like no other company I've seen at this sort of level of market cap.
Yeah, exactly. Not in the small cap world. So they're they're doing great stuff. The other another company that's doing amazing is Loop Insights, MTRX. Uh, you found that right at the beginning. I mean, you were invested in that uh, right at six months ago when people could only dream about it. Uh, has it lived up to your expectations? I'm sure it has, but where do you see Loop going? Well, George, I got to give some credit where credit is due. You, uh, you, you. It was one of your clients. I think what I'm just going to do is invest in the Agoracom index because <laughs> you have so many clients that are just knocking it out of the park. Unfortunately, we couldn't own all of them. But uh, yes, you were very excited by the concept of Loop at the beginning. In fact, it wasn't even a client of yours. It was just becoming a client. And uh, we had a conversation, uh, uh, Jackson, my son, and I with the CEO and founder, Rob Anson, who, by the way, is the hardest working CEO without question. Uh, Johnson, don't worry, you're a close second um, uh, of the companies that we're involved in. And, you know, what other company puts out a material press release almost every other day? And it's a company that's done tremendously well. I'm not going to complain that it should be worth more than what it is. But the potential on this company for 2021 is 10 times. It's a 10 bagger from here, in my view. And it's a very special company of what it's going to, it's trying to achieve and who else is in that space and the opportunities on the verticals that come to it based on its core technology just keep compounding. And I'm surprised every week when I see these announcements that come out of the company. I mean, that NTT data uh, press release, did that just take it over the edge for you in terms of the global validation now? I mean, they're doing so well locally with likes of TELUS and other deals like that, but that global validation, what did that mean for you to see that cross well, the wires? Again, you you know, here you have a small company based out of Vancouver. Normally you sell into Canada. It's your prototypical market. They had TELUS, tremendous. But everybody's always thinking, well, it's very localized. But, but, but this company has broken the barriers of Canada. Certainly it's gone into, it's got U.S. customers. It's, it's got, uh, it's done bubbles that are really so crucial in today's world of contact tracing. It's gone international uh, with, with other wins. And to get NT&T, which is you know, one of the best of breeds and highly respected companies, is a major achievement both ways um, in that you know, the company has, has a major market potential and any one of the, their clients could roll this out and it would be a major win for Loop. But you know, for NT&T to respect all the protocols that Loop has, and and do a deal of this nature is you know you got to give loop a lot of credit for what they have and respect them for that yeah yeah that definitely was a big win because uh for me third party validation i don't think i've seen a small cap company uh, other peak it's amazing to see two of them the same half of the year achieve those kind of in that kind of international validation is is unbelievable and the last one maybe eight and then we're going to go into some of your new ones but the Last one, HPQ Silicon, a little quieter of a company, right? They, 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 they stay quieter, but you, again, were making investments early in this company. What do you think of uh, what HPQ achieved this year, especially that first order from a global auto manufacturer? Yeah, I think it's um, a very underknown and underrated company, but the market cap just keeps creeping higher and higher and higher. And we're talking about the EV space, and we're talking about a technology through materials that is extremely disruptive and the potential that uh, that their new technology involving silicon has in the battery market is is mind-boggling um, 
And, you know, to now have a partner like Pyrogenesis that has solved the rocket science pro, pro, um, issues, if you will, and they've, and Pyrogenesis has a track record this year, which is phenomenal, of showing that they can actually do rocket science, uh, is a testimony that this technology is, has sponsorship with a company that has a track record and together, I think that, you know, they each basically a 50-50 of the joint venture, the potential is just blue sky to lead into our next company. And by the way, I'd like to give a shout out to, um, to Gamble, uh, Esports International, a company again, Georgia, you brought me three years ago. GMBL. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, very, it's, it, at time it had its pain. Uh, it was a survival uh, project. Uh, yes, today it had a tremendous day and the deals that they're winning are tremendous. And again, testimonial to the CEO, Grant Johnson, who just basically grinded it out when things were very, very difficult. And even coming public in the COVID environment uh, was able to get it over the line. And it sort of has climbed this wall of, well, the, new, the newbie on the block, everybody talks DraftKings, but you have a, a company here that really could get wheels on it. So I just wanted to, to shout that out. I'm an advisor to, uh, to GMBL. Yeah, that's a great one. Thanks for bringing that one up. And by the way, Sheldon, I, I, I may source some of these for you, but at the end of the day, you serve as the greatest. A lot of times you're my echo chamber. I kind of I kind of look for you to give me your opinion on things to make sure I don't have it wrong. And, the, and ultimately, you know, your research, your due diligence is what is what gives me the confidence. So thanks for the great words. But, you know, it's a you're, you're great. You're 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 great. Someone to bounce. No one better to bounce these things off. Oh, thank you, George. It's a good team. Uh, you no secret that you love crypto, digital, blockchain, that whole world. Uh, you were bullish on digital currencies last year when everyone said Bitcoin's dead, it's gone, it's at $3,000. No one was buying anything. And there you were chipping away, chipping away. And Bitcoin smashes to, smashes through its all-time highs. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year that it would have gone through 20, let alone to 23,000? I'm not even sure where it is today. As part of that, December 4th, you announced, well, 3D Capital announced that you had taken, uh, you had invested in Blue Sky um, at BTC on the CSE uh, at nine cents. And that's looking like an unbelievable acquisition right there. Why'd you make that acquisition? And where do you see it going now? Because people need to know about this company. Well, I'd love to say I invested in it because of the stock symbol, uh, BTC, which is the symbol for Bitcoin. It couldn't get any better generically. The name of the company, Blue Sky, well, it does have blue sky potential, but this was a little sleeper company that was undercapitalized. It has a great management team and a tech team, very lean and mean in the Bitcoin mining space. And this is an area that I've been trying to find a platform, a company that we could help build. And we, we like to build all these companies, like we advise and we try to help where we can around them through partnerships, certainly capital. And, and BTC just needed some sponsorship, needed some capital. They know what they're doing. Um, I think that it's a scalable business. And our view is, I mean, I, I heard yesterday, Morgan Stanley came out with a $650,000 target on, on Bitcoin. Well, what we're gonna be heading into, we had another $900 billion package approved today for COVID. 
the, the printing of money has just gone off the deep end and it's not gonna stop. You know, we hear about, you know, unfortunately the mutations of the strains in, in, in the virus and more lockdowns. Well, you know, I sort of think for the rest of our lives, we're gonna have some, some pain around sort of doing things like needing to do things like contract tracing. People are gonna be concerned about their health. And through that, the, company, the governments are gonna to have to help keep certain industries afloat. And that means just printing more and more capital. They're gonna to have to build infrastructure. These infrastructures of these companies, countries, sorry, are, are old and decrepit. And so uh, there's gonna be a lot of spending ahead of us. And I think that bodes extremely well for Bitcoin and gold, obviously the precious metal uh, category. Yep, yep, that's a double, that's a double whammy for, for two of your big uh, theses at the end of the day. Uh, and BTC, uh, don't know, don't know where close that today, but that you're up big on that one. And again, you know, I like what you said. You found it, good company. It was a sleeper. Warren Buffett became the wealthiest man on the planet because he was able to find those sleeper companies undervalued that people weren't uh, weren't that the that the market I shouldn't say people that the market wasn't applying proper valuation to and you've done it again with BTC so that that's fantastic before we move on to precious metals and base metals imagine AR the augmented reality company a uh, lot of people know that you were an early same thing early heavy investor at a time when people didn't know augmented reality didn't understand what imagine AR doing did and you put a lot of money in at very very cheap rates and then you took some money off the table when it become a when, when it became a 10 X. Uh, and I think that, you know, if you don't take off money, if you don't take money off the table and something becomes 10 X, when do you, uh, but you're back in there now uh, here in December, it's, it looks like you're accumulating uh, a position again, imagine AR. Why is that? Well, first thing I believe that 2021 will be the year of AR. It's been, it's been a long wait. Um, it's uh, it's an industry that has had a lot of hype in the past, but really practically now, and certainly in this whole digital revolution or evolution uh, has its place. Um, the CEO, Alan Silverstein has done a tremendous job. He's uh, announced some great deals uh, and the market has sort of ignored it. And, you know, we're looking at it and we feel that the time, time is right to, to start accumulating again. Uh, we're basically in there almost every day now, and we're going to continue to to support the company because, you know, at some point here, they're going to crack it wide open on on some on some deal, some transaction. They just did this uh, Santa um, virtual Santa Claus, which uh, the last time they had done something similar like this, uh, the company went viral uh, with Flo Rider in Broward County giving right. out certificates. Uh, Santa is bigger than that. Um, the market's not really responding to it, but that's okay because you, you know, you want to buy when things are quiet and things are quiet now, but I have the greatest respect for the management team and, and the potential of this market. And there's another company that's become validated internationally, Valencia, uh, massive soccer team, Real Sociedad, massive soccer team, the international superstar, uh, singer out of India. Uh, so they too are starting to get international validation. So it's amazing the companies that you find, Sheldon, because they're not just winners locally, which would be fine, right? We got a massive local market in just in Canada and even North America. But if you go international, 
then then the, the world is their oyster. So uh, love that. Let's move on to precious metals. Um, Cause you know, that's almost your, that that's where you, that's where you grew up, right? That was, that was your baby for the longest time and you're never going to forget it. You're there. As you said earlier, you're probably going to be about 45 investments for 3d pretty much evenly split between tech and, uh, and, and junior mining. Uh, what's new there? What's your outlook on prices? I know you kind of touched on it with what you said about printing of money, but where do you see demand for base metals and the price for precious metals going forward? Well, first thing, base metals, copper has made an all-time high. We have been extremely active uh, in the last 45 days in finding new investments in the precious metal space and in the copper space. And we'll be disclosing those in our, in our numbers when we do our um, total new investments in, in these uh, verticals. Um, we believe that you know, copper has a tremendous future uh, and it's a subset of the same space sort of as gold, except copper has utility, much more industrial utility. With, uh, with gold and so forth, you know, there's been a huge consolidation here. So it's gone quiet. Um, you know, so many stocks have quietly gone higher, but we believe that the junior space and the precious metals environment is still underloved, substantially underloved. Oh, yeah. And there's an opportunity still to do great investments at very small market caps. And we are, we're, we're, we've been very aggressive there because we had to play a catch up game because you know we had a number, but not as many as I would have liked us to have. And again, our deal flow has now really exploded there. And we've got exciting, some exciting things to, uh, to disclose and talk about in the, in the coming weeks. Yeah, and gold, I was, just, I was just clicking here while you're talking. Gold actually crossed 1900 today, closed at 1880. But this consolidation, because you're right, over the summer, gold was moving. Junior mining companies were flying. It was harder for you to get in. So do you consider this a great window of opportunity for investors? And if they're not able to do it, a great window of opportunity for 3D Capital, making you know making these acquisitions and taking these positions and the, these companies have kind of quieted down, despite the fact that metals price have stayed pretty high, pretty close to 52-week highs. Yeah, I mean, you know, you use the word ETF of juniors. Um, uh, ETF seems to uh, denote, um, you know, passive investments. We're, we're not passive at all. Even in our precious metals investments, we are, we're pretty active around those companies. Uh, we're involved with the management teams. You know, we help them get capital. We obviously put up our own capital and many times we're the lead um, investor. Uh, so we're, 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 we're very, very positive. And, um, again, as, as capital permits, uh, we are going to continue to invest, uh, in, in the precious metal small cap space. So Sheldon, the last question for you is we kind of went over in the last interview, but you, you made it official. You really, you recently announced specifics about your net asset value of 3d capital, um, so we won't go over that part again. For everyone new, they're going to be releasing net asset value every month as opposed to waiting for the quarterly financials, which would go stale. Does that, can I make an inference there? Does the monthly reporting speak to your confidence about how you feel about the 3D capital portfolio and you, portfolio and you want to make sure it's out in the market as frequently as possible? Well, I would say I'm, I'm very excited about everything we're doing. 
Uh, we have a very robust portfolio right now. Um, I feel investors should be informed uh, more frequently than on a quarterly basis. It's only fair to be more transparent. Uh, we had to get approval to do it and we received it. They're unaudited numbers. They're, they're basically uh, internally generated um, uh, uh, calculations. Um, but I feel that the time is right. I think 2021 is going to be a tremendous year for small caps. And I feel that um, it's going to be in the best in the best interest of all investors that they have information on a, on a more consistent and short-term basis. So that was really the premise. We're going to start in the new year. So January 31st is our first month we'll be reporting on. So um, it'll take us to 10 to 15 days uh, into the next month to uh, to to complete uh, those calculations, and then we're going to disclose it. Um, and uh, I'm hoping that investors will be happy with the chart of how that NAV grows uh, over the course of 2021. I can tell you as a shareholder, I'm excited about it because I don't I I don't know the net net asset value any more than all investors. Whatever you released in the last quarter. But that's you know 60 days old going back to a period it's just it's just way back there so i'm excited personally and i can't wait to see how it grows every every month but that decision to uh to make that happen sheldon that's going to give us a reason at the very least to be on every single month together but mm -hmm. given what you've talked about here with your current investments you know the pks the peaks of the world the loops of the world the hbqs of the world btc all of them and where they're going Plus, to find out what more investments you're making because your number's going up. I mean, uh, I can't wait to have you back. That's for sure. Yeah, we're pretty excited. Thank you, George, for having us. And congratulations again, Sheldon, on another 52-week high and still just a $25 million mark cap. So, you know, the, the sky's the limit with the kind of investments you're making. And uh, I think everyone's got to be doing their due diligence to stay just to stay on top of this. Thank you, George. You've been watching or you've been listening by podcast to Sheldon Inmatosh, founder, chairman, CEO of 3D Capital, trades on the CSE under the stock symbol IDK, and for our friends in the U.S., IDKFF. For those of you who are longtime investors in 3D Capital, this is just more great news, more great vision, more great direction. But for all of you that are new and discovering that 3D Capital seems to be the common element bond between these high-flying companies that you're seeing out there, peak position, peak fintech, um, Loop Insights, HPQ Silicon, Blue Sky Digital, and you're starting to see that, uh, that, that Sheldon's 3D Capital is the foundation of all of these. Do your due diligence because he's making other investments right now and investors in 3D Capital are gonna get the benefit of the lift of all of those. So hopefully to stay today, for everyone new, you discovered your next great small cap fund, pretty much, even though it's a stock, but you know, you're know you similar to an ETF for small cap disruptive great companies. Thanks for joining us. Have a fantastic day. And if we don't talk to you before Christmas and the holidays, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to all of you.